brought to you by the students of Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. First this morning, our new Fine Arts Coordinator, Samantha Stevens, is taking on another new role, Mary Persons High School teacher. MPTV's Emma Phelan sat down with Ms. Stevens to learn more about her new guitar class. Hey y'all, I'm Emma Phelan. I'm a sophomore at Mary Persons High School, and I'm here with Miss Stevens, our new um, guitar teacher. Yes. Hi, Emma. Hi. Um, <laughs> so, what do you think about Mary Persons so far? Oh, I love Mary Persons. I yeah. actually, yes, I actually um, had a chance at the very beginning when I first got here this year to talk with Maddie oh, really? um, about my uh, position as the uh, director of the building, the fine arts events coordinator for Monroe County Schools. So most of the time you will find me in the halls of the fine arts center in my little office, but I'm very, very lucky and grateful that I get to roam the halls of Mary Persons a little bit now as the new guitar teacher. Glad to hear. Yeah. Um, so this is your first semester, yeah, right? This is my first semester. Can you like explain like the day-to-day task of the guitar class? Yeah. So when I first found out that we were uh, the class was a go and mm-hmm. that I would um, be able to uh, teach it and lead it, I wanted the class to really be more than just learning how to play a guitar, learning mm-hmm. you know how to play chords, strum, finger pick tuning all of the basic mm-hmm. uh, the basic fundamental things that go along with the instrument I really wanted it to be a form of music appreciation in a sense um, I wanted the students to be able to come in and connect with the guitar through um, and get excited about mm-hmm. being in the class and learning how to play through the music that is already inspiring them my mm-hmm. favorite uh, every day when I take the role I try to ask a question one day I asked what was the best thing that happened to you today Uh, but this morning as a matter of fact I asked the students as I was calling the role um, what's your favorite song you're listening to right now you know and it it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. something that involves a guitar but musically let's do a check-in where are you right now and how can I channel Mm -hmm. that passion for that song and music to get you excited about putting guitar into it. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. one that you want to learn how to play. Mm -hmm. Um, It's connecting with music and setting goals and bringing the guitar into that. That's something as a student that I love, absolutely (laughs) love when teachers do that because it really, really shows. You can tell what teachers really love teaching Mm -hmm. their class. And I love when teachers do that because it makes you feel welcome yeah and it it makes people um it makes people feel seen and Mm -hmm. i think it's uh that i I care about what you're excited about um Mm -hmm. and and that that kind of passion absolutely has a place especially in in a music class yes and uh it i mean you can't beat coming into a class in the first 20 minutes was um breaking down a Led Zeppelin song and watching the video to go with it, can you? <laughs> no, you really <laughs> That's how I want all my classes to start. So, I know you just said a few goals, but what are yeah. some other, like, further in the semester, maybe in a few years? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, 
just speaking with of this semester, my goal and, and I on day one, uh, I talked with my students and I've got 18 absolutely amazing, um, amazing students. They're excited, they're, um, their attitudes are just phenomenal. They come in every single day and um, even if they're intimidated, um, because learning guitar is not easy. Um, mm -hmm. I think when you get to a certain point where um, the basics have clicked, mm -hmm. it looks really easy and the masters always make things mm -hmm. look of a course. lot easier than they are but it takes a lot of patience. Um, your fingers hurt. <laughs> um, it takes a lot of memory and mostly discipline because uh, a lot of the practicing and study is outside of the classroom. But I say all that to say, um, all of my students come in with a can-do, ready-to-do attitude and they're all very excited. So I told them from day one, my goal, I would love to see our class this semester master the basics to a point where we can pick a few songs that everyone loves that excites mm -hmm. everybody and play an arrangement to open the spring band concert on May the 3rd mm -hmm. and I'm like ultimately our our goals are to keep you comfortable like mm -hmm. in this class I don't want to push anybody beyond their limitations but I want to encourage you and let you know that you can do it and I'm hoping that if we all continue to work the way we're working now, that we'll be able to make that goal a reality. And if I'm lucky enough to continue on in this role um, in the years to come, I would love to see the guitar class have its own ensemble and club, um, a place where people can meet after school or um, meet and jam, um, mm -hmm. you know, play together, noodle around on the electric or acoustic if somebody wants to come in with a bass just have sort of a society of sorts um, think, where we talk about music too mm -hmm. I think it's really a place for everybody to come together yeah because I know people who have never been in band before who are in that class and I feel like it brings all different types of people together it really does and I feel like it's really a place for people to get to know each other and congregate yeah. and, and discover that a lot of people you have more in common with the people mm -hmm. that you've never met than you realize and yes. when you talk about bringing people together that's what music mm -hmm. is for all of us you know I when you're when we think about our individual identities and what makes us the people that we are, how we were raised, what our habits are, what our passions and our dreams are, the one thing that every person, no matter how diverse we all seem, no one's going to say they don't like music mm -hmm. or that it doesn't move them in some way. So I think the thing about this class that's so much fun for me is how collaborative it is. Mm -hmm. We're learning about each other, but we're also learning more about ourselves as mm -hmm. we um, learn uh, learn a new instrument mm -hmm. and learn about music and great guitar players and great songs that we never would have listened to before this class. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, like, <laughs> um, I know I've been asking you a lot. No, I love this. Um, what's your, probably your favorite response that you've gotten so far from a student? Like, just asking them a question or, like, have they really... Do you think that they really enjoy the class so far? Yeah, you know, it's so funny. When I when I came in, uh, I had a syllabus prepared, and there are some formal assignments on there. Mm -hmm. The assignments aren't meant to be um, anything to stress you out, put you under pressure, or upset you or scare you. It's sort of 
actually meant to be fun. Yes, mm-hmm. we have a midterm where you have to write a short paper, but it's on a, an artist that moves you and inspires you, a guitar hero of sorts, and, mm-hmm. and breaking that down. And I was a little bit worried that people were like, well, this isn't what I signed up for. I signed up for guitar class. Guitar class, why am I writing an essay? Um, and noting that we do have to have some accountability for history. Um, and I remember one student, I heard overheard one student as they were walking out, and they were like, man, this class is going to be fun. And I thought, oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> because my goal is to make it uh, something that you look forward to. It's yes. a reprieve, if you will. Yes, you have to do your work. Yes, you are going to have to be disciplined to get past a point of frustration with this instrument. But once you do, it's going to be amazing. And up until that point, we can still have fun with it. And I feel like recently, especially over the past couple of years, Mary yeah. Persons has really brought a lot of new things to the school. Sports, yes. electives, different things to help each student, whether what it is. And I think guitar is really, the guitar class is really a place for people to get together and just, high school is all about figuring out, I feel like, to an extent, who you want to be, what you want to do. And I feel like it's such a great addition to the school. Oh, sweet Emma, you are so wise beyond your years. And yes, I wholeheartedly agree. I'm proud to be um, a part of the Monroe County School System, and I'm very proud to be a part of Mary Persons High School because you're 100% right. When I was um, in high school (laughs) years ago, um, we did not have the same types of opportunities um, Mm -hmm. in terms of you know, we, we weren't able to have a guitar class. Things have grown quite a bit. I'm so grateful for what I had, mm-hmm. um, which was an incredible choral and drama department, as you guys also have mm-hmm. here. Um, but I love the fact that we're sort of moving popular culture mm-hmm. into the fine arts programs as well, because that's where a lot of the work is. Mm-hmm. And I come from a music business background, so, I mean, it's kind of the life I know. Um, but you're right. Our identities are um, shaped in these incredibly crucial years, and mm-hmm. the people that we are growing into right now, or the people that you're growing into when you're in high school, you carry a part of that with you, and it evolves. Mm-hmm. And having having a clear vision of who you are as a person and what you're passionate about is one of the most important things you can have when you go out into the world. And for some people, it's athletics. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's academics. And for some, it's the fine arts. And that includes the guitar. Mm-hmm. And when I see people coming into their own, when you put that instrument in their hands, really and truly, there's no greater feeling um, mm-hmm. for me as a teacher and as a player and, and just someone that longs to be a mentor. So I am so grateful that we were able to keep this class and that it's given, uh, given an out, giving an outlet to some some really really special people. So how is being in the classroom this first semester different from what you've been doing? Well, it's a lot less lonely. <laughs> I'm just kidding, uh, but no, uh, Mr. Smith and I um, we're usually. Uh, over at the Fine Arts Center taking care of business there, but we don't have a lot of traffic in and out. So Mm -hmm. the most obvious thing is I have great company (laughs) and uh, it's very collaborative in that way. Um, I am a teacher, but I'm also a guide in Mm -hmm. a a way as well. Um, I don't really feel like the boss of the classroom. I feel like the uh, sort of like Gandalf 
Did you say that? <laughs> I think to be the wise wizard of guitar or the or, or of of popular culture and music, and it's very collaborative, and I enjoy that kind of mm-hmm. um, that kind of experience. Um, but I love being at the Fine Arts Center as well. I kind of consider myself the luckiest lady right now because I get to do both, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty great. But yeah, the best of both worlds. The best of both worlds. That's right. So, what is your career in music? I know you told me. A little bit that you have had a career yeah um, I actually work uh, I worked for many many years uh, a decade as an entertainment journalist for CMT in mm-hmm. Nashville and as a touring backup vocalist I'm a singer and a songwriter and I play guitar um, I toured for seven years with a um, Grammy award-winning Christian artist Francesca Battistelli mm-hmm. who's a dear friend and a lover um, I had a lot of really incredible experiences life on the road is not easy um, and life in uh, the you know fast lane of Nashville um, was a lot of work, but I learned so much about myself. And and I encourage people when they when they learn about my background and they express an interest in like you and I were just discussing in the journalism mm-hmm. world. I always encourage people to go for it um, because I settled mm-hmm. so much of my curiosity in my twenties by moving to Nashville and playing and mm-hmm. doing all that and sort of had those incredible experiences and then my cup felt like it was full and then it felt like it was running over and it became a new season for me. Um, I'm very fortunate though that I still work in the journalism um, sector and uh, part-time I'm I don't know if I can talk about it just yet, but I have a really nice, big, exciting project that I'm going to be working on on the Good. side coming up and we'll have to, hopefully we might get a chance to talk about that then yes. too. Um, but I think I'm, I'm so at peace and so fulfilled um, as a resource now mm-hmm. for you guys um, that I just I, I don't think I could really ask for anything more than being here with y'all right now and still being able to to do what I love to do when I'm able to do it. Well, Mary Persons loves you already. <laughs> and have you heard good things? What's the word on the street? I honestly, <laughs> honestly, I have heard tons of good things. Oh, good. I really have. No one's dropping um, the class yet, right? No. Okay. No one, not All right. that I've heard. No okay, one's dropping deal. the class. <laughs> um, and I'm really excited for you to be here next semester, too. Hopefully. So you can experience all of the Forsyth fall goodness. Yes. The Friday Night Lights. Yes. I did get to go to my first football game. Really? This past fall. Yeah. I was, was very excited. I, you, got, you all have such a, a wonderful community. And I just I want to say, too, before we go... How proud I am of you guys. I watch Mary Persons TV. I listen to the radio station. Thank you. It's just the work that you're doing is incredible. And it's on top of all of your other commitments and your curriculum. Miss Little has got you guys whip smart shape. And this you did such an incredible job with this interview. You should be so so proud of yourself. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, Queen. Um, Well... (laughs) Hopefully we'll get to talk again. Yes. Once again, I'm Emma Phelan, and I'm here with Miss Stevens, the new guitar teacher, and you will definitely be hearing back from us. <laughs> Bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Emma. Work-based learning offers students a chance to use their classroom skills on a physical work site. Our Austin Howell spoke with Miss Katie Hankinson to get the details on the program. Hello, my name is Austin Howell, and I'm here with Miss Hankinson. Miss Hankinson. What is work-based learning? Work-based learning is the culmination of a student's pathway. 
Pathways are unique to career tech education. Um, we call them CTAE pathways. And students, once they complete three courses in a particular area, it is called a pathway. The student is then able to go on and extend their learning through the work-based learning program by working in areas related to that pathway. So if a student were in business or healthcare or construction or automotive, the ultimate goal would be for them to actually take the skills that they learned in the classroom and apply those on a work site. That's pretty cool. Um, how are students graded? Students are um, graded on the job by their employer who kind of functions as a co-teacher in the program and also through the work they do that's classroom based, which is uh, what, what I teach them. And that's primarily what some people refer to as soft skills or general skills, employability skills. And it's things that you can take from one job to another job. So their employer is grading them on what's called hard skills that is specific to what they do. Like a mechanic, you know, has to learn how to change oil, rotate tires, whatever it may be. Those are the hard skills. And I turn that over to the employer. They're the ones who are the professionals and that should grade them in that. And then both of us kind of tag team on the soft skills to make sure we're producing uh, good workers. Are there a certain amount of hours that the students are expected to work? Yeah, we, uh, the, the goal of the program is to replace your seat time. Most students exceed that by incredible amounts. Um, it seems like employers have you know such a strong need for workers right now. Uh, but if a student is in one block of work release, they have to work seven and a half hours, which is how much time they'd be missing in a classroom. And if they're two blocks of work release, then they work 15 hours a week is the minimum. That's pretty good. How often do your students have to check in with you? Well, it just depends. I mean, there's different levels of checking in. Uh, generally, uh, my students need to come by my classroom once a day. Sometimes I'm not here, sometimes I'm out on the job site. Mm -hmm. uh, but I like to see them at least once a day, if not once a week, and then I go to their jobs at least twice a semester to check in on them to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do on the job site. All right. Do you ever contact their jobs? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like to, uh, I like to uh, develop uh, relationships with their employers because certainly we hope we're producing good, good enough workers to where these employers want more workers the next year. Uh, the, the best compliment ever to our workers, though, is when the, they keep them. <laughs> and they keep them long after they graduate. And that just shows us that we, you know, the, the CTA teachers have done their job produced a great student with a lot of knowledge and we followed up with soft skills and we've given them somebody who is a good worker to stay around for a long, long time. Do the students ever have to do any written assignments? <laughs> yes, yes they do actually. There is, a, uh, <clears throat> there is a program that we just kind of work our way through. The, um, the first semester that they are with me, we do just general information about finding a job and basically keeping a job, you know, writing a resume, doing a cover letter, uh, finding references, best way to search for a job, all, all of the stuff that you probably really learned about maybe in your business classes or some of your other CTA classes may have touched on those. Uh, the second semester curriculum goes more into 
what it's like to be a worker. What happens if you're, you know, in a difficult situation? What if you have a toxic workplace? Uh, what if you want to ask for a day off? How do you do that? So every single week we have a different topic that we focus on. And then third year, um, well, third semester would be uh, money topics, just general personal finance, understanding what your paycheck is, understanding how you're getting paid, how to budget your money, buying cars, all the things that yeah, you're moving on into. It's about time to do that. And then substitutes are with me for four semesters. <laughs> And the fourth, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, the fourth semester is um, work ethics. Oh, okay. What is the hardest component of work-based learning? Oh, it's just the fact that we don't see each other all the time. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they, um, some students just like to walk out the door and they forget that they need to communicate with me regularly or check in for the class and out of sight, out of mind. It happens for me. Sometimes it happens for them. And I totally under, understand that they're, you know, their goal and they're, they're driven to go to work and that's what they want to do. And then they forget the great part that yeah. comes from me. If an employer is interested in having work-based learning students, what would they do? I think I'd simply call the school or um, call me, tell their student. Um, if, it's, if it's actually a current employer, um, on their monthly paperwork that they fill out for me, there's a place for them to indicate that they do need more workers, and I'll get in contact with them. That's cool. How do students' jobs relate to their futures? That's the, that's the ultimate goal of work-based learning, that we you know may have a student who's interested in going into nursing who earns their CNA here and is able to work, you know, in a, in a nursing home or some sort of medical situation and then ultimately go on and get their nursing degree. That would be like exemplar of the program. That's exactly what you want. Um, as far as some students go, their jobs are not necessarily matching up to what they want to do in the future, yeah. but... Well, number one, I always say there some of the best lessons come from the worst jobs. Yeah, that's true. You, you learn what you don't want to do. <laughs> um, but you're still learning those soft skills. And, we, and I, I really can't stress that enough. People, when, when you go into um, a job interview and you're sitting next to, you know, super smart Marvin next to you who has all of the the knowledge of the job but has no social skills and you have some knowledge of a job but great social skills you're going to be more likely to get the job because employers want people they can work with employers yeah. want people who show up on time who want to be there and who want to learn in just a few weeks you can help a merry person's basketball fundraiser and all you have to do is attend a special game the Mary Persons Alumni Game is right around the corner. Let's find out more about the All-Star event. How do they put together the alumni game teams and coaches? Um, the Mary Persons Tip-Off Club um, came up with the idea that to do a fundraiser, and um, uh, most people wanted to see alumni games. So um, the Tip-Off Club president, Ms. Terry Wilson, um, reached out to me and asked me would I coach the alumni team. Um, they put it out on Facebook and advertised it, and... Um, a lot of the graduates of Mayor Persons um, um, wanted to participate in it, and that's how we came up with the two teams. 
What were the requirements to be able to participate? Um, the requirements were that you had to be a graduate of Mary Persons High School. So basically just an alumni. Yes, just an alumni of Mary Persons High School. What is the main goal for the event? The main goal is to um, raise funds for the Mary Persons basketball program. Um, um, also um, help provide um, things that the teams need during the year. When will this event be taking place and where? The event will be taking place on January 29th, and it will be held at the Mary Person High School Gym. Um, events um, start at 2 p.m. on that Saturday, January 29th. Do you think that your team will win the game? Of course. My team is going to dominate. Um, I've seen some of the people on my roster, and um, I had the uh, pleasure of seeing them play back in high school, and I'm sure they still got some of those skills. So I'm pretty sure my team will come out on the um, winning edge of this game. What words do you have for the other team? Um, be ready because we're coming out on fire. Um, we have some great defensive players. Um, I've seen your team. You got a lot of them like to shoot around the three-point line, but you better get ready to defend that paint because my team is coming strong. Do you have any um, key players on your team? Yes. Um, actually, I have my sister, um, Latoya Davis. She's an alumni of Mary Person who went on to play for Pat Simon at University of Tennessee. Great defensive uh, player. I'm very excited to see her play. I have um, a former uh, punt guard from Mary Person, Renato King. Great punt guard. He was on one of the first teams that made the state playoffs back in 1990. Um, overall, I just got a great team, and I'm just looking forward to seeing them seeing them perform. Um, I have um, another alumni, Julia Stroud. Um, uh, Co uh, um, Mr. Ridley is on my team, a great three-point shooter. Um, so I'm just, hey, team two, get ready. Because uh, bring your guns because we are, we're ready to come out fighting. Will this event be annual? Um, I'm really hoping that it will be annual, and I hope that we get more people involved. Um, maybe we can come up more than two teams and make this thing a term tournament because we have a lot of people, you know, that graduate from Mary Person and um, that were great basketball players. So I hope this will be a common annual event. Maybe we can come up with four teams and become, um, make this a tournament yearly, annually. Thank you. I'm Emily Starr with Coach Mack, the head coach of the basketball varsity girls team, and he's here today to talk about the alumni basketball game. So tell us a little bit about it. Um, this is the first time it'll be done in the 10 years I've been here. Um, pretty excited about it because, for one, it's the first time it's been done, and I, I think it'll be a good thing because, um, like I said, I've been here 10 years. And I feel like I've been here long enough now to see some people come back that I've seen or taught or coached. Uh, we had pretty good community support this time around because we actually tried to do it in the in the first semester of the fall. And we only had eight people sign up. So that probably has something to do with timing or communication or just pushing the information out that mm -hmm. we didn't probably do a good job at or could have been better. But um, or. It could have just been a scheduling conflict, but I'm, I'm happy that we were able to, to run it back again, and we ha actually had zero problems signing up. I think we have 20, 22 or 24 people to sign up versus eight the time before. Yeah, good. Um, when is it, and how can people come? Um, it'll be January 29th, mm -hmm. so we're trying to make it kind of like a all-star event, have a little dunk contest, <laughs> three-point shootout, and the game, and... Um, It'll be at 2 o'clock on Saturday, January 29th. Uh, we, we won't have a basketball game that day, so um, just asking for the same people that would come support us for a basketball game, come support us for this fundraising event, because all the proceeds will go to, to your boys' and girls' basketball programs, and um, we do a lot for the kids. I mean, 
speaking for myself, I, those parents know I do a lot for their kids when it comes to making sure getting them what they need and a lot of the things they want. Um, the mission is five dollars to, uh, to to enter the game to see the three-point shootout, the dunk contest. I don't think we have many people sign up for the dunk contest. I guess a lot of the alumni are a little bit older now, and it's a little <laughs> bit harder to do some of the things that you could do when you were playing or of age to play uh, high school sports. But um, I'm just I'm happy to be able to see see some people that I, maybe I don't know or that I didn't have the honor to teach or coach uh, because I'm not from here, and I try to do a good job at reaching out to people who are from here because there's a lot of things they can do for me and these kids and programs that I can't do because I can't go everywhere because <laughs> – I'm not from here, so um, I look forward to events like this to to show my face or to network and meet new people. And it's always been good, and they've been good to me here, so I won't complain. Yeah, that's good. Um, could you name a few of the coaches or players that you know of? Um, a few of the players I actually did get to teach and coach Quinn Alford. Um, another one I did actually get to teach and coach Trey Taylor. Okay. Um, one of the coaches. I do know uh, Jamai's father, uh-huh. uh, Mr. Davis. That he he's actually uh, is it maybe city council or yes. one of the city council member. Um, I've known him probably for as long as I've been here because <laughs> I've coached and taught his his nephew, which is uh, Quinn Head. Yeah. So uh, I have like I said, I've known him for a while. I have a pretty good relationship with him. Him, his son, and my son both actually played um, basketball together last year. So. Uh, little little things like that, meeting people like that, can go a long way for somebody like me. That sounds like a lot of fun. Remember, the game is Saturday, January 29th at the Mary Persons Gym. Tip-off is scheduled for 2 p.m. We hope to see you there. Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.